good Monday morning and welcome to another episode of the podcast Insanity, a peace of mind. I am your host, Stephanie. This is episode 78 and I am recording it on the patio of an Airbnb because I am out of town. So whatever you hear is because I'm not in my office. I am going to continue this week with the cognitive behavioral theme, and we're going to talk about automatic thoughts. And there's a lot of information out there about automatic thoughts, but I think I'll start by telling you what it is. Automatic thinking refers to the thoughts associated with the way you believe about your world, what you believe about your world, the way you believe about yourself, and what you believe about yourself. These are very often surface level, stream of consciousness cognitions that appear in the form of descriptions or inferences or thoughts specific to situations you're in, planning your day, or creating some kind of narrative about what is going on in your life. This includes your storytelling thoughts, because all day, every day, your brain tends to tell you stories about how you view yourself and how you view yourself in relationship to your world. So it might be telling you what you should be doing with your life or whispering to you what other people think about you or trying to get you to think about the future and perhaps keeping you stuck in wondering about the past. And it just keeps going on and on. Things like, I'm not good enough, or I can't do that. I need to lose weight. My life is terrible. I'll never succeed. And the interesting thing is, is that this is normal. And there is nothing inherently wrong with it. In fact, there is research to show that the human mind has evolved into thinking negatively. And perhaps as much as 80% of our thoughts have some degree of negative content. If that is true, and that is a pretty high statistic percentage, if that is true, you are in good company when you are overwhelmed by negative thinking. It is important to realize that automatic thoughts cannot be controlled. And if you try and control your negative thoughts, it will just get worse. And so it is generally not recommended that you take that approach. These are thoughts that are reactionary. They're based on the beliefs you hold about yourself and the world. Research into automatic thinking started 
with Aaron Beck, who is one of the fathers of cognitive behavioral therapy. And he was looking at negative automatic thoughts as it related to depression. And it didn't take too long before researchers decided that it was equally important to consider positive automatic thoughts and check out the relationship between the two. I'm not going to talk about positive automatic thoughts. I'm going to talk about automatic negative thoughts. So we'll do positive another time. It seems reasonable to assume that negative automatic thoughts lead to more mental health symptoms and decreased levels of self-esteem, which takes us back to the whole idea of how pervasive they are and how hard it is to detach ourselves from them. So let's talk for a minute about the cognitive bias and how our self-concept plays into our automatic negative, negative thoughts. So the idea of self-concept is basically just how you perceive yourself in the world, your past experiences, what your strengths and weaknesses are, what your future might look like, and any other sense that you get of yourself as a person. And dealing with this self-concept and this constructed view you have, this has a lot to do with your automatic thoughts. So if you have a negative schema, which is the way you view yourself in your world, you are more likely to take things personally. And this leads to the automatic thought of, if people don't invite me to parties, they must not like me. And that is where you end that thought. And people with that kind of negative self-referential schema tend to look at the world negatively, and they don't have a whole lot of flexibility in considering other possibilities. For example, they didn't invite me to that party because I didn't go to the last three I, were I was invited to, or nobody's talking to me at this work event because I'm sitting over here in a corner by myself. Because there's always multiple reasons for any one experience. So people with this negative self-concept tend to have a, an ongoing cycle of negative thoughts. This cycle feeds on itself and the more negative your thoughts are, the more depressed you feel, the more depressed you feel, the more negative thoughts you have. And this goes for anxiety as well. So this becomes an unending cyclical pattern. And this is why I've been talking about mindfulness and awareness and 
last week cognitive distortions because until you are able to step back and see yourself through a lens of awareness of what your thought patterns are and how you talk to yourself you cannot make any headway in changing it so automatic thoughts present themselves negatively more often than not and there is an automatic thoughts questionnaire developed by a gentleman named stephen holland and another guy named philip kendall all the way back in 1980 and some of the negative thoughts they come came up with include or that came up on the questionnaire include i'm no good i've let people down what's the matter with me i can't get things together i wish i were a better person i feel so hopeless something has to change what's wrong with me i just can't get started it's not worth it i wish i were somewhere else my future is so bleak, and on and on and on. And then there is a revised version of this automatic thoughts questionnaire, which is still a measure for automatic thinking, but it lists the following positive items as, an addition, as additional examples of automatic thoughts. So again, we're talking about automatic thoughts. It's just that negative ones come up more often than positive ones. Positive ones are, this is super, I feel fine, no matter what happens, I know I'll make it. I'm warm and comfortable. I feel confident I can do anything I set my mind to. I enjoy a challenge. My future looks bright. It will be better next time. I'm feeling relaxed. I feel respected by my peers bad days are very rare. I am a very lucky person. I'll never give up. So it is possible to have automatic thoughts of both types. It's just that we are hardwired to have the negative ones. And so you need to be intentional about restructuring those cognitions and changing core beliefs. Because remember at the beginning, I mentioned that our automatic negative thoughts, well, our automatic thoughts come as a result of how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves in and of the world around us. And so if we are overwhelmed or temporarily unhappy, maybe we're struggling through school or we've just come out of a pandemic and everything has seemed bleaker than normal. Perhaps your car has broken down and you are having an extraordinarily difficult time getting parts for it. It can be anything. And because we live in the world and we are impacted by all of the things that happen around us, we have the plenty of opportunity for positive and negative automatic thoughts. And when I have not been able to get a part for my car for more than a year now, it feels really difficult to come up with a positive automatic thought 
that sounds like, this is super. My car's been in the shop for more than a year and I cannot get parts from Ford to fix my transmission. I don't feel very super about that. When I am trudging my way through school and am in the middle of a difficult class and it's taken me five days to do an assignment, I'm more likely to say I can't finish anything than I feel confident I can do anything I set my mind to. Therein lies the issue. Even when life feels negative, even when there are negative things going on, it is possible to have trained yourself to create a bigger bank of positive thoughts that come automatically when you think of something overwhelming or disappointing or negative. Okay, I've had to move inside because my computer was dying and the rain was coming down on to me. And so I, if it sounds different, it's because I'm inside. Okay, so let's get back to the idea of sort of restructuring our cognitions and core beliefs. So I already explained that positive automatic thoughts do have the potential to offset the negative effects of negative automatic, negative automatic thoughts and the generalized stress or anxiety that you feel. So people with frequent positive automatic thoughts react to stress much differently than people with automatic negative thoughts. People with positive automatic thoughts tend to find life more meaningful. They tend to feel more productive. They have higher levels of happiness and contentment. And this does not mean their life is any better than it was when they were more practiced with automatic negative thoughts. It's just that they are practicing the opposite. So the kind of gee whiz part of this is that in order to have better mental health, in order to decrease your reactions to stress, the goal is to reduce your negative automatic thoughts and increase your positive automatic thoughts. And because the negative part comes more naturally and it is impossible to completely eliminate it, there is this idea of restructuring those thoughts, cognitions. It's called cognitive restructuring. It is reframing and this is a therapeutic process that you would do in a therapist's office and it is entirely possible to do it yourself it's where the process of becoming aware and investigating this helps you discover and challenge and modify and replace your negative or irrational thoughts which lead right back into your cognitive distortions so the first thing you have to do is you have to identify your negative automatic thoughts the same way you are identifying your cognitive distortions. 
And then you come up with a rational way to dispute or argue against those automatic thoughts by basically questioning yourself. And then you have some sort of system that you develop whereby you regularly rebut those negative automatic thoughts. So your negative thought could be, I just, you might, anytime you're in an uncomfortable situation or you're at a work meeting and you have a great idea, but you don't have the confidence to say anything, you think, I don't know what to say. That's your negative thought. I don't know what to say. So the goal would be to recognize that that's sort of your go-to pattern when you're feeling uncomfortable or insecure, even though you have confidence in your idea, you don't have the confidence to share your idea. So you would think of other times when you have felt comfortable offering up your opinion or your viewpoint. And when you can find that there are places where you do feel comfortable and you do know what to say, then you have automatically created a dispute and a schism in the idea that I don't know what to say is your negative automatic thought because you've just proven to yourself that there are times and places where you do know what to say. So then the next step would be to figure out why in that scenario at work, you do not feel comfortable, but in other scenarios, maybe with family or friends or other settings, you do feel comfortable. Another effective cognitive restructuring method is to minimize the consequences of the negative automatic thought. So if your automatic thought is nobody trusts me to be on the planning committee and that's your negative thought and it's about you because you're looking around at all of the people who have been called to be on the planning committee and no one has called you and no one has reached out to you. And so you are sad, disappointed. Nobody's, nobody trusts me to be on the planning committee. And the challenge to this one is to minimize the consequences of that thought by coming up with another thought, which could be, I don't want the work of being on the planning committee anyway, or it doesn't matter if they don't trust me because I know my own competencies. It can be anything. There's, it's hard for me to come up with examples because there's not a script. This is going to be up to you to come up with what your restructure or your reframe is, but it takes work. It doesn't happen. Haha. Automatically. You have to practice this and mindfulness. Because again, research indicates that people with higher levels of mindfulness, 
are less likely to experience the automatic negative thoughts because in that state of mindfulness and in that state of awareness, you can much more easily let those negative thoughts float on by like clouds in the sky or leaves in the water to just name a few types of meditations that you can engage in. There are also, there's also research that shows a mindfulness intervention derived from the mindfulness-based stress reduction and the mindfulness-based cognitive therapy that I told you about last week is incredibly effective in reducing negative thoughts. Let's talk about some more ways. There is something called, well, it's referred to as ants, automatic negative thoughts. And so the idea is to get rid of your ants. Get it? And it is a simple idea of figuring out how those automatic thoughts come up first. So you're looking for uh, an experience or a situation that triggers an automatic thought. And it could be, oh, I hate coming up with these. I need to list these out before I start. Your automatic thought could be, I was late to work. And no, that's the situation. Excuse me. The situation is that you were late to work. The automatic thought is, I'm going to get fired. This is the second time this month I've been late. I am, my human resources is going to catch me. Somebody's going to rat me out and I'm going to get fired. That's the automatic negative thought. Then we are looking for an adaptive thought. So the adaptive thought is going to be that restructure or the reframe of the negative one. And it can be, I'm not late all the time. The two times that I was late this month, I had to switch cars with my husband and I didn't know it until the last minute. Next time I'll plan more efficiently. And that's my adaptive thought. And you do that with all of your situations that trigger an automatic negative thought. And so you can write this stuff down. You can have three columns that can say trigger, Ant, which is your automatic negative thought, and then you can have a column that says adaptive thought or cognitive restructure. And you go through in any given day and you keep track of all of your triggers, all of the things that immediately evoke a negative feeling or a negative thought. You write that down and then even at some time later, you go through and you create adaptive thoughts. Because again, most of our triggering experiences or our situations that cause the negative thoughts happen over and over and over again in our lives. It could be about our children. It could be about our work. It could be about our spouse. It could be about the things that are going on in the world. They're not new and creative and different every time they come up. They're pretty much the same things over and over and over again. So your job is just to find the handful that you engage in and engage with regularly, write them down, and then create adaptive or restructures of those thoughts to move through this process of creating positive thoughts that become 
automatic for you. Okay, there is another one that is, it's still working with ants. And so this is challenging different types of automatic thoughts. And so this is kind of categorizing them, okay? And this goes to your cognitive distortions. So if you already worked on your cognitive distortions, then you will easily be able to slip your automatic negative thoughts, your ants, into those categories of distortions. So it's the same thing. You figure out, like let's say there's 10 different types. Um, the dichotomous are all or nothing thinking, arbitrary inferences, which is where you draw conclusions without having facts, minimizing or magnifying, the overemphasizing of a negative situation and the underemphasizing of anything positive. There is personalization, uh, where we feel personally to blame for things that cannot be controlled, discounting the positive, self-explanatory, overgeneralization, overly broad conclusions based on one single event, global judgments. This is where you apply um, negative labels or negative statements to single incidences things that are not actually global in your life, emotional reasoning, selective abstraction. This is where you use a single or small negative attribute to draw conclusions regarding the whole situation. So those are just some of the types, but I want you to use your cognitive distortions. And then I want you to come up with those situations, the automatic thought, and how it fits or which category it fits into. So it's it brings awareness to the characteristics, which is the first step in challenging those automatic thoughts when you experience the trigger. And again, this takes time and practice. We are not practiced in this. And so this takes effort investment and it doesn't it's not going to get better if you don't do something different and if 80 percent of our thought content has some amount of negativity in it that is such an overwhelming percentage that it's a wonder we're all not more depressed or more anxious than we are and so I cannot stress the importance of doing this work. This work is foundational to your mental and emotional well-being. This work is foundational to your ability to be in happy, contented, and joyful relationships. This work is imperative in helping to decrease your reactive, your reactions to people when they offend you or when they insult or hurt you or create feelings within you that are unpleasant, sad, or discouraging. This is the foundation of pretty much all of that. So do the work. Um, positive replacement with 
for the negative. That's another one. And this is where you, again, with some very concerted self-awareness and mindful practice, it allows you to change how you feel in order to change your mood and the way you engage with the day, becoming more aware of how critical you are, how judgmental you are, or how negative you are. So in this one, two columns, super easy. You have an automatic negative thought column, your aunt, and you have a positive replacement thought. So whatever automatic thoughts come up for you, automatic negative thoughts come up for you regularly, write them down. Keep it keep a little notebook of them. And in any eight hour period, write down all the negative thoughts you had. And then before you go to bed at night, take five of them and write a replacement thought that is positive. So it is a corollary to that negative thought. And do that for five or six or seven days in addition to some sort of mindfulness practice and come up with what those automatic thoughts are. Automatic negative thoughts. I keep forgetting that. Negative, negative, negative. And see how you can replace them with positive thoughts. Um, okay, the last one I think I'm going to do in terms of challenging those automatic negative thoughts is uh, sort of the Socratic questioning. The Socratic method is to ask questions to come to a conclusion, okay? And we can do this with our automatic negative thoughts as well as our cognitive distortions because if you haven't noticed yet, those two things go hand in hand. So this is a little bit harder and you can download a PDF of this from just doing an internet search for challenging negative thoughts PDF and eventually you'll find one of these positive psychology has one you can work on but some of the questions are you kind of you want to put that negative thought on trial you want to see what the evidence or the proof that this negative thought is true so what facts support this thought and come up with the facts and then is there any evidence that contradicts it so that's the flip side you want to be able to come up with evidence that contradicts your negative thought. I'm so lazy. Okay, well, that might be situationally true, but what is the evidence that you are not lazy? Because I'm pretty sure there is some. Am I, so another question would be, am I using a past experience to inform this experience? So again, that would be, I'm so lazy. Well, at this very moment, you might be lazy and you may have been lazy about this in the past, or perhaps you were lazy until you decided that you wanted a cleaner house and that you didn't want to feel like you didn't get anything done today. So in the most recent past, you've been very motivated, you've accomplished things, you have made a fundamental switch but you're going to naturally go back to that. I'm so lazy on that day that you didn't feel like doing anything. So what over what ex past experience are you using to overgeneralize this particular negative thought? Are my thoughts helping me deal with this issue? So, or are they aggravating the issue? So the question would be, is what I'm thinking helpful? or harmful. It's another way to put it. Another good question is, can I control this? 
If not, are there things I can control? So there's always this element of what you cannot control and what you can control. So for example, um, let's just go with the, everybody hates me. And I, obviously that's a really, really big, broad one, but the evident, you know, everybody hates me. Well, is there anything you can do about the one person that you think might genuinely hate you? The answer to that question is probably no. Is there anything you can do about yourself in the world that you can prove or show that you are not a hated person by other people? Probably. And then you can also come up with your own questions. So these are just a handful of ways to start challenging your automatic negative thoughts, which can also be referred to as ants. And I'm going to stress it again. This is important work. I get a lot of questions about what do I do when I feel like this? And do I, am I always going to have to feel like this about this situation? Or how do I manage my reactions when I'm hurt? Or when I have a partner who is dismissive of me? Or anything like that. And, and these questions come up kind of a lot. And at the root of this, first and foremost, is what you think about what is going on. What you think about what is going on is so much less important. Okay, what you think about going what is going on is so much more important than what is actually going on. I hope that makes sense because I flubbed it the first time. I'm going to say it again. What you think about what is going on is so much more important than what is actually going on. And in order to begin to create an understanding of that and decrease the negative feelings you have about situations, you have to become aware of these cognitive distortions and your automatic negative thoughts. Martha and Beck, the daughter of Aaron Beck, said, most of our stress and suffering come not from events, but from our thoughts. Reframe from negative thoughts and stress subsides. This is true and have a good week. Thank you.